Is this the fifth time we've actually recorded? Fifth like lockdown we've recorded in, or? Uh, yeah, I, I think I thought we might just in all of them. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe, maybe we managed to miss the last one. No, we did one, and then we got out it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, happy four twenty. Plays it. She's oh time. I thought I was like yep. that's months ago, bro. Yeah. I'm um, just only Hit- now catching up. Hitler's birthday also. What April twenty? Yeah. That sucks. 1889, so 100 years before we were born. I don't like that. Yeah. It's old as shit. This is why yeah. people are like, oh yeah, Hitler's still alive living in South America. I was like, what? And he's a thousand years old. Yeah, no, he would he would have died of old age, surely. Yeah, he'd be 132. Him. be the oldest man that ever lived. <laughs> yeah. just, and, and just happens to be the worst man that ever lived. Yeah, all this Hatred. bullshit's just calcified. Yeah. Well, he's turned into like a crab. No, no, that's carcinized. Yeah, we're a bit obsessed with that as a theory. Carcinization, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an ongoing good. joke in our relationship. <laughs> Not yours and ours. Me and Kate. Just, Reject just... modernity, embrace crab. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> ours has been reject moderna, embrace crab. That's what that vaccine's yeah. actually against. Uh-huh. Carcinization. Gotcha. Yeah. Also, carcinization sounds like you're just giving something cancer. Is it... Do crabs all have cancer? I don't know. Oh, no. Wait. Crab is, is also why? the symbol for cancer. The That can't be a coincidence. Surely not. Have we stumbled upon a conspiracy? No, I think it's it's just a there's a root a word at play there. Crab spiracy. If only I knew a linguist. Katie's a linguist. Oh. I We can't do this now. No, we can't. Just <laughs> remind me later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Hey Brew in Lockdown, this time with no jingle. This is the podcast about the kind of stories that you tell at the pub. Uh, Each week, one of us brings a story and a beer, and usually they're related. I almost got through a whole thing correctly. Uh, My name is Elliot. My name is Mike, and I'm not sure what part you got wrong. Uh, Because, uh, yeah, no, it just sort of started to drift. No, but then you just drew attention to it, which I guess was the mistake. Well, that, that yeah, was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> some some would say it's been 57 mistakes in a row. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're getting better, mm. right? I, I, I mean, I'm they're just referring re- to the podcast as a mistake rather than Yeah, intros. no, they're, they're, they're more refined mistakes. Yeah, 32 years of mistake. Yes. Mm, kind of want a steak now. <laughs> uh, man, I had a steak... Uh, for for dinner last night, but we went to like a, yeah, hang on, because we went to a really nice butcher that's maybe a 15 minute walk from here. Um, I think there's a few around called Meatsmith. I love, I I hope we can say Meatsmith. I love Meatsmith. I was just on their website about 10 minutes before I jumped on here. Yeah, so we got got a couple of uh, scotch fillets. We got their, (sighs) they sell like a little jar of red red wine jus. Um, And they threw in like these tiny little containers of like spices to rub into them. Um, so we did those last night. It was like $48 worth of steak for, for yes. the two of us. But it was it was that bunch of red wine, mashed potatoes, some carrots. It was fucking amazing, actually. Hell, hell to the yes, brother. My aunt yeah. sent me um, sent me Meatsmith hamper for Christmas. It mm. was delectable. Yes. Yeah. I, I really like Meatsmith. Um, we've, got, um, we've got gumbo we're making tonight. Ooh, very good. We want good. a bit of a southern kick. 
Yeah. Uh, jambalaya yesterday, gumbo today. And then mm. in the week we're doing not that. Okay. It's the end of the, <laughs> su- end, end of the southern kick. Right. And then Maybe I'll do what? some ribbage. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Now I'm hungry. Yeah, I am actually, I've had a little bit of um, pasta earlier, but now I'm kind of starving. Yeah, like I, I, I was I was hungry when we started this. You yeah, know, you know, like never podcast hungry is is the old I, phrase. I was just thinking maybe I'll go get a packet of jerky, but just hearing like Russell Russell. Yeah, that would be good. It's not like great even, podcasting. Even, even that little bit there was bad for me. Yeah, it's just bad. It's gonna be bad for everybody who listens to it too. That's right. Um, speaking of people who listen to it, why don't they listen to you talk about some beers you had recently or some yeah. beer stuff? Um, so I, I went in hard on the Garage Project Snug release. Did you get some of that? I didn't get any of that because, you know, I've got so much beer at the moment that I'm just like, I'm not buying any more. Yeah. Well, as it, we'll see. I think they're like referring to it as a warming Irish stout, mm. but it's also nitro. Um, mm. so I, you know, wanted to try the fuck out of that, but also the branding on it's really nice. And they, they did like a, uh, a run of hoodies and beanies and stuff. So I got like the hoodie, the hoodie with it as well. But I went a size up so that it's extra cozy. It's very um, snug. It's it's real nice actually. Th- this room in my house is referred to as the snug. So you could come and drink yeah. that and wear that in the snug yeah. if you like. Um, but in terms of the beer itself, um, it's really fucking good. Um, I should have got some. Yeah, because of the the nitrogen in it, it f- like feels quite similar to a Guinness. You know, that's kind of mm. what they're what they're shooting for, I think. Um, but it's got such a good flavor to it. Um. Yeah, I fuck. I've got a couple left, but I want to save them. But I'm not sure what for at the moment. I might uh, put an order in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I would recommend it. It's very good. Get a four. All right. Fuck it. It's gonna happen. Not right now, but you know, kinda. Yeah. Um, shit. God damn. Yeah. No, they're okay. real good. Yeah. Well, and I'm just um, jealous. Yeah. No, I had the. I also had the. Uh, you remember the Kalash? Uh, I do. I bought. Yeah. I bought. I bought another one of those. I went and picked that. And uh, you carry on. Sorry, you do you. Yeah. No. I just. I've. I've been slowly working through the the mixed Kalash box that I got. Um. So I've. I've now had the the whiskey version. Uh, oh, how is it? It's really something else. Like the Kalash that we had, like very strong flavors, but the bourbon barrel aging, it was still like fairly mellow. The whiskey's yeah. got a real bite to it in it. Um, and yeah, is, just is it good pre- or is it a bit much? Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's just, it's, I mean, the, the normal Kalash is pretty complex. It's a bit more. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. Fair um, play. Yeah. Big, big stout kick going on. I mean, tis the season. Tis the season. And I got to say, I opened my fridge last night and I was like, oh, we were having the jambalaya that was made. And I was like, oh, mm. well, I thought we'll have a nice, nice big IPA with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to IPAs. Let's have a doubles. And I've got a load of stout and sours. Yeah. I'm just like, how did this? How did this happen? <laughs> like, I don't even know what to do about this. So yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to work my way through some stouts. When the world opens up again, you, TJ, and Jordan are coming around, and we're finally gonna have that bloody stout day because I can trust the world to not close again soon. So yeah, we we just need to um, need to get it out of the way. Just get right in there. Some of these beers have been waiting four years. Are they still good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like bourbon barrel aged stuff, okay. so you can lay it down for ages. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, man. Um, yeah, anything else? No, what about you, though? 
Um, so as I was saying to you sort of before we started, I went to, uh, this is going to sound like that kid's game, but I went to the shops to buy a beer for this episode. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to get one beer. And I came back with seven um, because yes. the beer shop is just really good. But yeah. um, one thing I've been doing recently because Katie's been living here during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, before we met, Katie didn't drink beer. Um, right. And slowly but surely, I've been trying to like sort of introduce her a bit to craft beer. Mm-hmm. And now we're just necking, necking craft all the time. <laughs> like we were drinking nitro, tallboy and moose stouts yesterday. We had um, a huge Admus and pastry stout yesterday to finish. Ooh, ooh. We, we were sat up at 2 a.m. playing PlayStation That's drinking that. Bougie. Mate, it was so good. Yeah. Um, fuck, man. Like I've been... I've been not ordering too much beer because I've got so much stuff in. And then mm. I'll go out and end up spending like $100 on like five beers or something. I mean, so You need some drinking beers in addition to your storing beers. Um, what I'm doing is now just drinking my storing beers. Yeah, well. But you've seen my <laughs> fridge. It is yeah. like... I mean, you can show me, but people listening to this will have no oh, measure yeah, of what's fuck happening. Fuck people listening to this. <laughs> yeah, that is that is just a small fridge full of beer. Yeah. Not even that small either. <laughs> it's decent. No, it's it's like a it's like a large bar fridge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we got we got plenty of booze in. Um, yeah. So lockdown's been good. But um, what did I have the other day? Oh, I tell you what, I bought another of the um, sesame black sesame into the void. Oh, you know, I never tried that one. I we 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 had it the other week and we were like, holy crap, this is so good. Yeah. That I bought another one because I saw it in the shop yesterday. It was the last one. I was like, well, I'm having that. But then the, what I was going to tell you was I went and picked up my Kalash and I picked up another um, Donna Party Porter. Oh, yeah. that is just... Yeah, that was a very good one. That, that, that was fantastic. So, yeah, that was yeah. my Purvis beers. They were sat there for like a month and a half waiting to pick up. And also oh, my yeah. Shopify account kind of fucked up. So they were like... I was like, I've got an order for Elliot Spirit. And they're like, mm, no, nothing. I was like, oh, it's a Kalash and a thingy. And they were like, we've got that order for a Tejas Chandra Shaker. I was like... You shouldn't. Right. Uh, I need to delete him because I ordered him some beer when the last lockdown was on. Um, right. Yeah. Ah, what a fool I've been. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so now everything comes for him and not me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's, 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 it's a hell of a story. What a story, Mark. What? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the room. He's a color. Oh. <laughs> what a story, Mark. That's that bit that's really, really awful. He talks about a, like a really horrendous domestic violence incident. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. What a story, Mark. Oh, yeah. Fuck. There's parts of that movie I've committed to memory and parts of it I've just blanked out. Obliterated, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Um, God damn. Speaking of beers. Yes. Um, you've got a beer. I've got a beer. And never the twain should meet. And by yes. that, I mean they're not the same beer. Yes. Uh, so I I had bought this beer a while back and was planning to use it for an episode. I had my notes already uh, before, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago. And then I got sick and then we we're like, look, let's push it back a week. And then lockdown happened. And now yeah. here we are two weeks later. Um, so what I've got today, and then we'll get to what you've got, um, mm-hmm. is from Trillium Brewing Company out mm-hmm. of the States. I think we've featured them a few times before. Yeah, um, it's from their their Fated Farmer series. It is the Concord Grape Twenty Twenty. Um, so it's a barrel fermented wild ale using some some uh, some some grapes in there uh, during the, during the process. Um, I'm I'm excited 
Uh, I should I open it now? Do you want to talk about what you've got, and then we can we can do them at the same time? I think that's probably better. Yeah, I think that probably make probably makes better podcasting for the four yeah. people that listen. Um, yeah. I have. I think you'd be pleased with this because I went around mm-hmm. looking for a. You told me to find one that might pertain to the story, and yes. as I say, I saw one that said Maverick. I considered mm-hmm. the getting another can of Rhino. Um, oh, I saw <laughs> yeah, no, I, only for that one. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be locked up afterwards. Um, yeah. I did consider um, uh, Deeds Brewing's Dark Skies. I thought, oh, that's good. Yeah. Just in case you're going to make us sad again with another um, 80s Matchbox airline disaster. Um, <laughs> but um, no, instead I found um, Nomad Brewing Co.'s Supersonic Rod Double IPA. Um, okay. So very, very excited about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I thought supersonic. You've chosen uh, well. Yes. Yeah. You've chosen so I, very well. I, I got a slight hint of what you might be uh, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and we'll then also uh, earlier, by the way, accidentally, I opened Google Drive to get my shopping list out. My name to Coles. Right. And it was you like saw my episode notes. Yeah, but all it yeah. showed me was just a blank page, and because it hadn't loaded up properly, it was like my Google Drive on the phone. It's like just shows the first two most used documents and the top one was right. your notes and it just had the yeah. title and nothing else and I was like I don't know what this is about <laughs> yeah whoops that's what Whoopsie. we get for using a shared storage system I we guess get for the cloud yes what a anyway. curse and a blessing yeah let's crack them open oh, also the cloud might have been a good pun there that is yeah mm. a oh, vague well. pun yeah oh well let's crack into it yeah I've got a different sonic experience this week because it's a bottle so I'll see how much Sorry, this translates was that another pun yes it's a, it's, it's a subtler sound that ooh it smells delightful I think I'll leave that last bit in the bottle. I think there's a bit of sediment in there. The best bit. Mm. Is it though? Anyway. I, I, I like it because the yeast imparts a bit of extra flavor, especially with a sour. Well, all right. I'll dump it in there then. Actually, yes. no, maybe not. Yeah, yeah a little, little bit of extra cloudiness coming from that. Yeah, I find I find what it often does as well is it slightly mellows it out because it's mm. sometimes a bit of sedimentary sugar as well. Look at this though. It's come out like a, I mean, I don't know how well it's coming across the camera for you, it's but really it's purple. Yeah. It's kind of like a, I mean, yeah, they're, they're red grapes going into it, but yeah, it's, it's a, it kind of reminds me of actually, uh, Ribena, if you've had gonna, that. I was going to say but Vimto, which is kind of the British, yeah, but, British but soft it's, drink, but, but yeah, it's, a bit, it's a bit paler than sort of a really vibrant purple that I think that is. Yeah. Anyway. That looks nice. Hmm. Go for it. Yeah, it does. Mine's come out much darker. Would you say double IPA? Yeah. Yeah. It's only 7.8% though. It's not mad. Uh, Ooh. What the hell? I don't know much about Nomad Brewing. Um, Yeah, me neither. They're in Brookvale, New South Wales. Blah, blah, Mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, Each edition, Maggie will fly out to forage and collect what she needs to bring you the great hop and fruit explosion for each beer. So what they do for often with these is like Australian native ingredients, but mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like they're foraged ingredients, which is even more mad. Yeah. Yeah. Go at it. Tell me how it mm. tastes and smells. Yeah. So it is like definitely reminiscent of a sour, 
just with like the the sort of uh, the bitterness, the the sort of mouth puckery kind of mm-hmm. kind of deal there. Um, but I guess that's just you know fermented fruit will do that sometimes. Um, yeah, well, it's a farmhouse it's, ale, so that's it's going to be soury anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's look, it's it's very pleasant. Um, I think it's what is it, seven point one percent alcohol, so not super strong, not much of a like a, a burn from that. Yeah, it's pretty beefy um, for a sour. Yeah, well, wild ale, I guess oh, they yeah, they, can, they can get up there. Yep. Um, but no, it's hang on, I need more. Mm. <laughs> more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm not getting. I'm trying to trying to actually taste if 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 what I'm tasting is grape. It it kind of is. Yeah, it's it's. I, because I had two bottles of well, not me personally, but I split two bottles of red wine last night. I'm I'm trying to like use that as a frame of reference for my taste buds. I don't, I, <laughs> I would suggest that that is probably not a good no frame of reference because with wine grapes mm. wouldn't be the kind of grapes you eat, and that I think would be more like flat. They wouldn't be using wine grapes by the sounds of it. Well, they might be. I don't know. It, it doesn't say on the bottle. I'd have to go and like look it up, and I'm not going to because that's not the Hebrew way. But if um, it's like grape, if it's like a grapey flavor, I think it would be a more mm. like a different strain i might be talking absolute bollocks here look i don't know either um there's there's a sweetness to it there's there is that sort of like it the sourness is not really the flavor it's more just what it's doing to my mouth Mm. um it's quite nice yeah i'm going to enjoy this yeah fair play it's Um, it's really hard to do this when we're not drinking the same beer because i don't have you to bounce it off of no it's fair (laughs) I'm, I'm, i'm gonna try here hang on um great multi character on this um mm-hmm. the the hops are tasty but not like the main that 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 i think they share equal prominence good bitterness okay. um, that maltiness is almost like caramelly it's got, got quite a good sweetness to it and then this has got um it's more like um earthy sort of vegetal style hop flavor rather than right. uh, like big fruity hops so which yeah. I, I i i mean you know me i'm a i'm a big fan of that kind of shit to be honest with you so um yeah this is this is right up my street it's almost like a red ipa which i'm not sure if that's what it's meant to say because this is rod I, double ipa i don't know what the yeah. fuck that means um yeah man just, oh, it's got oats in just, it as well so it's um nice and smooth I was just thinking I would love to see a like back of the can quote for a beer that you've endorsed where it just says I'm a big fan of that sort of shit <laughs> <laughs> well I also followed up with I don't know what the frig that means so I'd yeah. like that on there as well <laughs> now that's the name of the beer <laughs> I'd drink that yeah. partly because it's got my name on it well yeah 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 safe well I'm very happy about that now hmm. those uh, Trillium Garage Project things yes. I, I accidentally received those by accident and I actually yes. on somebody else so I was a bit gutted because they looked amazing yeah. but um, yeah I'm glad they're really nice I've still got my Berry Berliner Weiss one in there yeah well um, um, I guess point of clarification there then they are a, just a Trillium brewing beer they just uh, were sold locally through the Garage through Project GP. store gotcha. um, because they've got a you know long standing relationship yeah, um, yeah but yeah it's, it's just a Trillium beer yeah, fair play. But yeah, they're, they're they do good work. I'll say that much. They are very popular for a reason. Yes, and it's not because of their employment practices. Huh? They got in some trouble a couple of years ago for oh, shitty yeah. HR issues. Right. Anyway, I wasn't aware of that, but that's maybe some some later time talk. Nah, don't worry about it. Like oh. um, they addressed it, they made it better. Well, good on them. Yep. 
Um, it wasn't like monkish. I Doesn't matter. That, cool. Let's. Yep. You want to get into get the story? Into it. Yeah, yeah, let's do the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually really struggled today trying to think of a segue here that wouldn't irritate me. Um, so I'm just. Oh gonna, no! Go on, do a gross one. No, I'm just, I'm just, I, I couldn't. You know, it just. Could you give me some of the gross ones? No, I, I really actually just was drawing blanks. Oh. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to walk right into it. Um, today we're going to talk about the Concorde airliner. Yay. Concord Grape, Concord Airliner. Like, there's nothing about grapes and sky that really... Yeah, supersonic you, you, beer. Yeah, you got the supersonic rod. That's worked out very well. Yes. Um, Not my first rodeo. Um, so, yeah, for, for anyone who's not familiar with it, I guess, just in case, um, the Concord was a passenger airliner capable of supersonic speed, which is why your beer, very appropriate. Uh, that operated between 1976 and the year 2003. Uh, it was a joint venture between British Airways and the French Sud Aviation. At the time, well, then it became Aerospatiale, and it's basically now part of the Airbus Group through a sequence. Say, of, yeah, through a sequence of mergers and and reorganisations. Um, I grew up in the 90s as as you did. Uh, yeah. I I remember hearing about the Concorde like it was some kind of legend. You know, this passenger airliner that can break the speed of sound. Um, but, you know, me growing up in New Zealand and there only being 14 of these things that operated uh, commercially, the chances of me seeing one was basically nil. I grew up quite close to an airport. I don't think I ever saw one, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know, I think I've seen it once. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to get to it, but, like, they they would never do domestic travel. They They basically were required to fly routes that crossed oceans it's not worth doing domestic travel for them no they were actually not allowed but we'll get to that we'll get to that later i look forward to it yeah um i'd recommend looking up a picture of a concord if those of you at home haven't seen one before or looked at it in a while because they look great but they also look quite unlike most passenger aircraft that Mm. you know that they all kind of look like the same thing nowadays um, with just bigger wings or, or more engines or whatever. Um, but the Concorde features what's called a delta wing design, which basically means the plane looks like a giant triangle. Uh, and, and the body itself is quite long and thin. Uh, those, those features are there so the plane can reach and sustain the, the supersonic speeds that it's, that it's famous for. So it's all you know speed, aerodynamic efficiency, all those sorts of reasons. Um, my favorite part, I don't know if you have a favorite part of the Concorde design is the droop nose. The old beak. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. Uh, so it's got like this long nose cone, obviously for, you know, aerodynamics and all that. But when, when it's flying, it's pointing straight ahead. But when they go to land, the pilot can lower the nose to improve their visibility because, you know, a plane is sort of pitched what? back. Yeah. So planes, when they land, they're, they're pitched ass down yeah. and they're, they're sort of floating in. Um, so they have to put the nose down, otherwise they couldn't see the runway. So it just lowers. Can I just say, I really liked that as a sentence because you really mixed in the technical and the... Uh, <laughs> colloquial. And the, yeah, colloquial. <laughs> yeah, so when a plane uh, comes into land and they, uh, they pitch ass down. Like, <laughs> ah, okay, yes. Uh, and uh, uh, just, yeah. I could just see some students writing this down in their notebooks. Like, yeah. mm-hmm, uh, so the, the Concorde, when it's coming into land, uh, throws it back for a real one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you almost got a spit take out of me. Damn it. Uh, 
Yeah, so so the they, it's referred to as a droop nose. Like it's common across a number of different aircraft, particularly ones that are built for high speed. Yeah, it's really a supersonic thing, surely, because it's a yeah. um, purely aerodynamic. Like most yeah. most like planes look a little bit like they've got like a soft rounded point. To it. Yes, this yeah, is more this, like this was like an actual fish. Yeah, just fly that thing into a cow. Take yeah. it off. You've got a shish kebab. Fucking sweet barbecue. <laughs> both yeah. Clearly both hungry. Yeah, actually, though. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, the, the entire selling point of the Concorde was that supersonic speed, um, which, for the record, uh, was an average cruise speed of Mark 2.02 or 2,150 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Which, which is, is just insane. Wild. And more than more than double conventional passenger aircraft in terms of speed. Bananas. Absolutely yeah. bananas. Yeah. One of the things I find really strange, like planes go really fast. We know they this. Do. Yeah. But like when you're on the ground kilometers an hour, I think. Yeah, it's 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 a rate. It's speedy. I mean uh-huh. we both have quickish cars. You have a very yeah. fast car. My car's quite quick. Mm. Like I'm not keeping up with a plane. Nah, it's fast. It's really fast. But like you um you're like, you see a plane from the ground and it's kind of like tooling away in the sky up there. It's just like, mm, see yeah. you later. Yeah. If you ever look up videos of, um, there was a video I had, I saved for ages and for some reason it's been taken down, which was someone who had, um, a passenger jet had passed underneath them when they were in like a hot air balloon or something. Yeah. Or like a, you know, weather balloon with a camera on mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can see the ground far below. And you just see this plane go tear ass across the screen. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, yeah, I forget that they move at an enormous rate. Yeah. And then, yeah. Fucking- there, there, was, there was a quote from someone that was a Concorde passenger that basically said the same thing about a conventional passenger aircraft that they flew past. And they were like, it looks like it's not moving. Because yeah. we're going that much faster. It's insane. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so due to... Um, I'm not going to try to explain sonic booms, but due to the loud sonic boom that occurs when, you know, the Concorde breaks the sound barrier, um, they could only be used for routes across oceans, as I mentioned, so that the, the noise of that wouldn't disturb people. Yeah. If you it did can, it over like, land. Break glass and shit, can't it? It's yeah. a proper shockwave. Yeah, no, it's it's real fucking loud. It's a lot of force. Shit is wild. Yeah. Well, um, that's why whips make that noise, because they break the yeah, sound barrier. They do. Um but yeah, that, that speed did mean that it was making transat- transatlantic flights in less than half the time of other airliners that were active at the time. So imagine it's, that. It's London to New York JFK airport. So you go from mm-hmm. Heathrow to JFK in the same time it currently takes us to get most of the way to Perth. Yeah, basically. And when you get there, you're not in fucking Perth. <laughs> that is a bonus. So... <laughs> Uh, uh, they also the Concorde also uh, cr- operated at a much higher altitude than other aircraft. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's we're talking like sixty thousand feet. Good lord! Yeah, so is, is they had that- their own dedicated routes up there with fixed coordinates. So Fair. normally, um, standard routes for for aircraft are adjusted twice a day based on weather patterns. But because they're high, okay. they're so high up, they don't need to change them at all. Are they above weather? Basically, yeah. Was this was this due to the better aerodynamics up there? Mm. Yeah, the, like mainly they were doing that because the air's thinner; it's easier to move through, um, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I also assume no other shit to get in the way. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, they're just insane. Um, the <laughs> This exotic form of travel uh, did carry a perception that it was reserved for rich people uh, and that the, the airfares were really expensive. Um, so for reference, British Airways in 1983 were charging about 2,400 British pounds for a London to in, uh, New York City return. Good God. Which is more than eight grand, well, 8,000 pounds today. Yeah, that's a, that's a first class return ticket. Basically. And change. Uh, at, at one point, this part I really love, at one point passengers were asked to guess how much the fare was and enough people apparently guessed higher than they actually were that British Airways just increased the prices to match the estimates. And that apparently meant that they were able to run the Concorde from that point on at a profit. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> also, imagine the balls of being like, how much do you think this is? Uh, like 6,000 pounds? Sure. Yep, that's it. That's, yep. that's the price. Yeah, the, 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 the price is the one that people are willing to pay. Have, have you ever been selling something and someone's gone like, I'll give you like four grand for it or something, and you're just like, okay. Yes, you will. <laughs> Yes, I will take that. That's, when I sold my, not the last car, but the car before I traded in to get an 86. I don't know why yeah. cars keep coming up. But when I, sold, when I sold my Volvo, it needed quite a bit of work. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, it was never going to pass roadworthy. The exhaust needed entirely new exhaust because the hangar was broken. So it was a nightmare. Mm. Um, and it was probably worth before repairs. I'm pretty sure there's a bearing going. There's a CV axle going. Probably worth before repairs about a grand and a half. And then it yeah. would have been like 1200 for the exhaust and then some. The guy, I got it nice and clean. And then when I took it into the showroom for the guy to have a look at it, to trade in, he's like, look, best I can do you on that is three and a half. And I was like, hmm. Is it? That's look, <laughs> that's pretty much what I thought, to be honest. He's like, yeah. And I was like, you fucking prat. There's, there's an element of I that I took them to like, the cleaners. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there's an element of that version where I'd be worried that I'm like deceiving someone or ripping them off. I think this is different because... They were operating these things at a loss beforehand. Oh, yeah, but also this was a, some fucking... It's just City Mazda in Melbourne. I don't give a shit about them. Yeah, yeah. All right, Fuck, fair enough. Or some guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fat okay. cats. <laughs> yeah, fuck em. Um So, yeah, I, me- I mentioned it before. Operation of the Concorde ended in 2003 when it was basically just retired by anyone that was running them. Uh, this was in response to a few factors. Uh, first yes. was the first was the overall dip in air travel following the September 11 attacks 2001. Um, sec, second uh, was rising maintenance costs and the end of support for the Concorde by Airbus in 2003. So I like uh, 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 inability to get parts and stuff there. For. Yeah, they just they they stopped making parts for it because it was just getting so expensive to oh, maintain. It's like it. Windows XP all over again. Basically, yeah, they end of life it. Um, I mean, it, the Concorde was introduced in the 1970s, and we're talking 30 it, years later. <laughs> it is mad that it ran yeah. for that long. But then again, yeah, like, like some some of the like uh, Boeing 747s you get on, they've been retrofit with like better stuff. Yeah, but I think they were they, but they were still using shit. Yeah, the Concorde was still using I think an analog cockpit. Like it was the oh. fir- I think one of the first to have a fly by wire system. It's just yeah, it it was it was getting way too expensive for them to do that. 100%. But if you ever want to scare yourself, folks, there are ways to find out how old the plane that you're traveling on is. And oh, yeah. some of them are old. Very old. 
Yeah. Like, like if you were like, hey, I'm going to be driving from like, uh, I don't know, Melbourne to Sydney. Mm. And uh, I've got the option between, uh, you know, Toyota Cam- Camry made in like 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, or I've got the option between a, uh, a, a Ford Falcon made in 1976. You'd be like, well, I'm taking the Camry, obviously. Yeah. But flying internationally, it's like, ah. That old Ford ought to take us the whole way without any problems. Yep, yep. just give me a roll of duct tape and I'll be good to go. Yes. Um, the third factor for retiring the Concorde that I'd be remiss to leave out uh, was the crash of Air France Flight 4590 on the 25th of July in the year 2000. I vaguely um, remember this. I mean, what, I was 11, so, but... Yeah, but it, but it basically, yeah. it, 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 like, this is 2000, it was retired in 2003, so that started to cause, you know, Concorde passenger numbers to decline. Yeah, there's a so, lot of political pressure from it, I believe. Yeah, for sure. Are you going to talk um, much about this event? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. So, so, so I, didn't want, I don't want to spend too long on it, because um, I don't want to... love a good airline disaster. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I don't want to... I, I actually wrote this. I don't want another Mike episode full of tragedy. Mate, um, this, is, this is our new version of <laughs> wet and spooky shit. Yeah, things on fire and people dying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- there, are, there are a few things worth mentioning about the crash. Some of them are actually kind of interesting. Um, so this was actually the only fatal accident involving the Concorde in its entire time of operation. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, there's only 13 of them. 14. Okay. Commercial operation. I mean, now well, 13. Now 13. <laughs> Statistically. Uh, yeah. Like... They're still made, probably quite they, high. They only made 20 total. Jeez. Yeah. That's where I've seen one. I've seen a decommissioned one at East Midlands Airport. I've just realized it's probably a model. Carry on. Anyway. I just realized it was um, really small. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it's not like a... The size of your Just scale one, but I mean, it's like big, but I've just realized it's like big enough to fit in a roundabout, so it's Get probably in, not the real Smithers. <laughs> I made that joke yesterday to Katie and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, hop in. <laughs> Take the spoos goose. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Yes. So the cause of the crash was essentially a loose metal strip on the runway during takeoff, which cut the right front tire, sent debris from the tire into the underside of the left wing, which uh, caused, I think through pressure or something, one of the fuel tanks to rupture and begin leaking fuel which was then ignited somehow. You know, there's all sorts of electrical stuff in there. Um, the Do you know plane what the is- Goldberg machine is? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> the worst version of that. That's not even Concorde's <laughs> fault, but that, like the whole thing yeah. was obviously so fucking fragile that that yeah. happened. Yeah. Jesus. Um, the pl- it, it was, it all, like the investigation also found that it was like uh, overloaded its maximum structural weight allowance. Yeah. So there were some other issues, but the plane was actually in the middle of its takeoff. So moving fairly quickly and you can find pictures of this. It looked like while it was taking off, there was a huge jet of flame coming out the back of the plane because of how the fuel was just dumping out and was on fire and the plane was moving very quickly. It, yeah, it looks wild. Um, so yeah, I said to recall the photos, they were pretty, um, yeah, pretty grim, pretty startling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a, a lack of thrust, uh, resulting from this among other factors meant that the Concorde was able to take off, but was essentially uncontrollable, uh, and obviously didn't have enough power to sort of go anywhere. Um, it then crashed into a hotel in a nearby town two minutes after takeoff, killing all 109 people on board, as well as four people in the hotel that it collided with. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of the crash. Obviously, you know, 
everybody on board dying means that I don't want to go on a Concorde. That's kind of fair enough. Um, before we move on, though, two interesting bits of trivia about the crash. Uh, if you're familiar with the National Ge- Geographic documentary series Seconds from Disaster, the I pre- can imagine what there's about. The premiere episode of that show was about this crash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not Seconds from Disaster if the disaster happens, is it? No. Uh, and the, the second point here, the aircraft that crashed was used in the box office bomb. The con- the, this is the name of the movie. The Concorde dot 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 airport 79 uh which features on the theatrical poster this absolute gem at twice the speed at twice the speed of sound can the concord evade attack (laughs) i don't know what this movie is but apparently it sucks mike you know what we have to do we have to find it we have to do a watch along (laughs) yeah at least you and i have to like drink a bunch of beers and watch it i think yeah 100 percent. holy shit i thought you were gonna say at twice the speed of sound. Anyone can fuck. No, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I guess, like, everyone can hear you scream, but it arrives yeah. earlier than you do. And then it's very confusing because it's like, did you hear a scream? And then suddenly a plane arrives. That's a, that's a very big quote on the front of the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually like most of the poster. Yeah. And then just like a little thumbnail of a, a, of a Concorde. Little, a little Concorde, yeah. Mm. The one from East Midlands Airport. That's the one. Yeah. Um, it's That's funny a callback, baby. Yeah. Now, believe it or not, I've actually seen inside a real Concorde, despite never traveling on one. I um, do believe that. Yeah. Is, it, is was, it as luxe as fuck? Well, it's 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 actually a pretty interesting one. So I was in England in 2013 and visited the Brooklands Museum in Weybridge, yeah. Surrey. Um, so... <laughs> What a weird place to have gone on a visit to England, but yeah, uh, it, like I vis- imagine vis- quite vis- interesting. But yeah, visiting visiting people we knew. So it's there's oh, also okay. like there's like classic cars and all sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah, Brooklyn's is a beautiful area for it's cars. Really great. Um, but yeah, they just have a whole ass Concorde out on display there, just kind of out on the tarmac of of the sort of uh, complex they've got there. Yeah, mad. Um, but that particular Concorde um, was a British was development. one from the hotel? No, it was, it was a British development Concorde that was used for testing, finalizing, and certifying the design. So it never actually oh, saw cool. commercial usage. Um, but they've made it up in a really interesting way. So you, you enter at the rear of the cabin. Uh, and, sorry, and, um, technical, it's called us. Yes, the, sorry. Yeah, I... I can't believe I got that wrong. You 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 enter the back door of the cabin, <laughs> smashes uh, back doors in, <laughs> tongue punch its fart fart box. <laughs> How do you open any any door to a plane? <laughs> <laughs> not 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 during COVID times, but normally. Um, yeah. Anyway, you enter the rear of the cabin. Sorry, thank God this is an audio medium. Carry on. Yeah. Um, you enter the, at the at the rear of the aircraft and you sort of walk your way through to the front. You, you get to see the cockpit at, at the end, of course. Um, that is that is the money shot. Um, but as you as you move through the cabin, they've made up each section of it um, to look like the, sort of the fit out as it evolved over time. Oh yeah, sweet. So so that so the first bit you go into is like how it looked in the seventies when it first launched, and then you sort of like every I don't know ten rows or so, there's a new section with the updated interior. I like the idea that they've got like um, mannequins in there dressed in like the fashions and the stuff. Yeah, like well, the, the 70s one is like a man with a beard and a business flares. suit. Yeah, touching the ass of the hair hostess. Yeah. It's just like, in the 80s, he just gets further away until the 90s and then the 2000s and he's just sitting quietly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's, 
it's wild to just like be in that because it's actually a really it feels like a really small cabin because it's it's four seats across it's two and two. Oh yeah yeah because it's a it's yeah, like a rocket it's, isn't it, it yeah for, like they have to keep it small aerodynamics blah 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 but it's just it's so weird when what you're used to is like three seats either side of the aisle or when you're dealing with sort of the the two aisle yeah a, a three 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 or the the absolutely demonic three four three layout that is fucked up um yeah. that's the let's old airbus a330 yeah let's have two middle seats both of you can get fucked actually yeah um you can blame capitalism for that. Hooray. Mm. That being said, when I flew from Australia back to Changsha once on A330, mm. I had a four-row to myself. Yeah, that is that is the risk-reward. <laughs> it was insane. It was a bulkhead, so it was a front one. So I had a yes. leg room. And I was leaving, um, having come over to visit somebody, and I was quite sad. So I was going back to the galley quite regularly for mm-hmm. beers. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, uh, are you doing okay? And I explained what's happening. And he's like, oh, here you go. And gives me a tray covered in beers and pe- packs of peanuts and stuff. What a legend. And then I went and lay down <laughs> on a four seat and watched Top Gear for about six hours and just got blind drunk oh at 40,000 feet. One of the best flights I've ever had in my life. Do you want to just like, when we're allowed to come over and we can just recreate that? I thought you were going to say take a flight. Like, no, yes. no, no, we can just like lie on the floor and watch Top Gear while we get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll watch Concord Flight 793 or whatever it's called. No, it's uh, Concord Airport 79. That's it. Yeah. Airport 69. But it's also like apostrophe 79, like it's the year 1979. What the fuck is this flight? I, d- film, I, don't, sorry. I don't know. I'd love it if they showed it on the last flight of Concord so I can hear your in-flight oh. entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus. <sighs> yeah. Well, sorry. look. That's all I've got today about uh, the the Concorde, the air, the aircraft. I still have to work on Concorde, the beer here. Um, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm I'm not even charging through, but I'm just sipping away. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with this. It's not a it's not a uh, smashable brew, I guess, but it is. It's it's very drinkable at the same time. That's fair play. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring two or three things back together um, here in a way that I don't think any of us expected. I'm just gonna quickly Google this fact, um, and I'll I'll see you on the other side of the jump then. Yeah. So, the last ever flight of Concorde, mm. Top Gear host Jeremy Clarkson was on. Was he really? And that was the first public starting of the feud between himself and Piers Morgan when Clarkson poured a glass of water over him. Oh, my God. Like, there's, there's times that people think Jeremy... And, like, Jeremy Clarkson's a prick. Like, we all know it. Yeah. But then you have to remember that that feud escalated until the day that he punched Piers Morgan in the fucking face. <laughs> the natural conclusion. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> phenomenal. I just wish more people had done that. Yeah. Just punching Piers Morgan. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, a little different, um, mm. and I'm going to say something that um, uncharacteristically spicy. So you mentioned there were three factors that... Um, that um, caused the death of Concorde, basically. Yeah, kind of th- three three big ones. Uh, they were uh, cost. Yeah. The accident. Yeah. And 9-11. Yes. Now, I've had uh, reason to say this before, I think, on the podcast. Where uh, the fuck are you going with this? Well, this, 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 so there's a quote on Peep Show where, he's, where Jeremy's talking about news. He's like, I just find the news really boring. Like... You know, ever since 9-11, news has been 
pretty dull. Like it was a bad day, but it was yeah. good news. Like it was entertaining. <laughs> oh news. my god! And I am I am a hundred percent. I hundred percent believe that. Like it was a terrible thing that happened, but it made for good news. It was a great news cycle for a while. Right. Imagine how much. I I want this this taken out of context as much uh-huh. as possible. I want uh-huh. I want it taken out of context. Yeah. Imagine how much better nine eleven would have been if they'd used Concord. Oh my god! Fuck off. <laughs> You but didn't tell me that. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Right? I mean, yeah, because it, it would have been just fucking the, incredible. It torn the building in half. Yeah, just like Something it comes out like, the other end and still going. Yeah, it's Hits going three more two, buildings. 2,000 kilometers an hour. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, you wouldn't have got those videos where it's like. It would have been like. <laughs> it's like, here's a 0.3 second clip from 9 11. It's going to be like those, those videos where someone's got a really sharp sword and they've cut a watermelon in half and it's just gone clean through. Yeah. It'd be fucking sick. <sighs> and, and I like the idea that it'd be like an anime. So it's just like, Bing! and then it goes, it just, and slowly yeah, slides slowly off. just slides off. Yeah. yeah. Imagine tower number two just slowly sliding oh, no. off. <laughs> we can't do this. Nah. This is <laughs> bound to happen at some Fuck. point. Elliot was bound to mock 3,000 dead at some point. Like... It's been almost 20 years. Yeah, they can get the fuck over it. Yeah, like, at what point is it not too soon for that? So, <laughs> you know? this is a conversation that we had earlier. Uh, I had it a few times because it's come up in a few different guises, which is that... Um, you just want to talk about ago, 9-11 all the time, huh? Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, it's an inside job. Um, so, a <laughs> no, few we're years not doing ago, that. No, it wasn't. A few years ago, um, there was a... I guess like a commemoration celebration of the great fire of London where they sure. made a scale model of London on the Thames and set mm. fire to it. Okay. How is that a good way to remember a big fire where a lot of people died? Yeah. I mean, what year was the great fire of London? It was 1666, admittedly. All right. Now, further to that, a friend of mine, uh, I think they just quit to be honest, but a friend of mine works in a Titanic themed restaurant. I've heard about the Titanic themed yeah, restaurant. It's in, in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, it's in Williamstown. It's down the road from me. Yeah. Not only that, but um, there was also uh, someone on a podcast was talking about he saw a Titanic themed bounty castle like in, in a pool one time. <laughs> oh my God. Like, how is that appropriate? Like, what's the moratorium on a disaster? What is the point that uh, maybe on the 100th anniversary of 9 11, mm. we'll erect two big, like, almost like Jenga towers and fly a drone into them? Well, I think, and and this is kind of like, with regards to any controversial form of humor, what's the butt? What's the butt of the joke there? You know, or what? What's the, what's kind of like? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the butt of the joke for me is that I like to be spicy a little bit. But you know, I try not to punch down. I no, mean, if people no, are no, dead, no, so that sucks. Yeah, no, I, I mean, in, in terms of like you know the fire of London thing, where it's like there's an interesting part of like recreating a model of London to show what fire would do. Um, <laughs> I, but I, I could have guessed. Yeah, yeah, but. <laughs> But I do understand your point. Like, yeah. what's the... I guess, like... When is it, like, all right? I don't know. When do I, I get to be like, be me about it? No, I, I I think it's not about when. It's about how you do it. And that's what I mean about asking a question. I'm going to buy two sets of giant Jenga and a drone. Cool. Two drones. Think, yeah, yeah. But then what you do with that, I think, is, is the telling part. What you do with that footage, if you film it. I assume you'll film it. I... I feel like you'll know what I'll do with it because it'll be on the news quite quickly. Not in a uh, not in a local celebratory man. way. More in a like um, uh, local man pilloried after his disrespectful nine eleven 
um, what's what I'm looking for? Reenaction, reenactment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, so what? At what point will we have reenactments? Like, uh, like re- battle reenactment, but nine eleven reenactment. I, d- I just feel like it's a very expensive thing to reenact. It is really, and there's not Maybe really so- a way. There's not really a way to do it on a smaller scale. The way that you can with like you know civil war reenactors, it's like it's a bunch of guys with fake guns, kind of walking around in smaller groups than actually were involved in the war. I'd also like to add that civil war reenactments kind of fucked. It's like no one dozed World War Two reenactments. Like, oh, I want to be in the SS. Yeah, no, me neither, frankly. Um, I don't really have much else. I just want you to think about Concord hitting <laughs> World Trade Centers. God damn it. I thought about it as you said it, and I was like, well, I'm saving that for the exit. Yeah, yeah. The exit from podcasting, because we'll yeah, get cancelled. exit switch are marked here, here, and here. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. God. Would be good, though. It'd be something. Like, there's nothing like a disaster. They are entertaining. There's nothing like yes. being seconds from disaster. Ah, uh, yes. The National Geographic plug, because God knows they need it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're keen uh, investors in this podcast. Oh, my God. Imagine if that's it. We get bought by Nat Geo. Which, which is owned by Disney, I'm pretty sure. We're very Disney. Like, we're really? super family friendly. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, they bought Fox, so clearly they don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I don't know what they're up to. I love how also people like use Disney as this big metaphor for big evil companies like they're like, I don't know, Disney's not great. They're a bit I shitty, mean, but like there are worse the, things the, out the way there. That, the way that they influence copyright law around the globe is pretty troublesome. Yeah. So is Nintendo. Yes. Yes. They get away with a lot of stuff because the Japanese and people seem to think the Japanese are quite nice. <laughs> Just the way you left that open, like d- because d- of the Japanese. No, because they're Japanese. People, t- tell me I'm oh. wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, a lot of the shitty things that happen in the games industry that people overlook because it's Nintendo doing it versus if Xbox did it. This is maybe a different And another different thing. Show. I don't <laughs> think they should have rights. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding. That's a joke. Um, yes. All right. That's got a bit spicy and weird, but I was just starting yes. airing different grievances. Um, <laughs> what grinds your gears today? Yeah. Just, just the Japanese. Not really. No. no. Can't do that. No. I'm joking. The gang, the gang starts an international incident. Oops. <laughs> Love it. It's always sunny. Um, cracking. Well, uh, uh, why not? Um, why not tell us which is your favourite um, airline disaster? Yeah. On our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. This podcast which, is an airline disaster. Which it really is. Which can be found at Hebrew Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's Hebrew Podcast at Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if you don't want to engage with us on social media, for obvious reasons, you don't want to be public about it, mm. you could email us instead. You could. Mike. Yes. Oh, right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Yeah. 57 episodes. I'm still fucking this part up. Um. <laughs> yeah. So email address is hello at heybrew.zone. Um, I'm trying to think what you could send us this time. Uh your private thoughts about whether or not we should simulate running a Concorde into the Twin Towers. That is, those are some thoughts. Yeah. Um, I promise not to read them out on the next episode. Yeah, we just might read them and think about the things we've said in a different light. Yeah. 
We just get an email from someone being like, I've got plans to crash planes into many buildings. Uh, also, I don't know if podcasts mm. are monitored by um, secret agencies. Not secret agencies, but like agencies. Yep, yep. Don't, like, don't test you know, that. I just want to make sure that no one kicks, no, no one smashes my back doors in with a warrant <laughs> from the government uh, and then tells me that I'm under arrest for some kind of conspiracy. Because I would add that one, Concord doesn't run anymore, and two, the Twin Towers mm-hmm. aren't there anymore, so you're safe. Yeah, what are you going to crash nothing into? Exactly. Yeah. Crash this podcast into the ground. Yeah. Um, God. Um, mm. I'll I was just disassociating us. for a second there, sorry. Yeah. It, 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 many people have tried to disassociate themselves from this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> on top of that, I would like to add, um, if you want to leave us ratings or reviews, you yes. could do. You should you do. You will do. You will do. On your podcast app of choice. We like yes. five stars. We accept nothing less. Yes. As you can I tell, bar. this is a five star show. Yes, I think so. But it's up to you to decide ultimately. Mm. Um, there are other ways that they can find our shit. Oh, isn't there, Mike? Uh, yes. You can go to heybrew.zone, the web Ugh. destination for all things Heybrew. Uh, and you'll find links there. I love that you've called it that. Like it's something we didn't just throw up once and never touch again. Yeah, basically. Um, it's the number no. one destination for all things Heybrew. If you it want is. to interact with us, that's not it. But it is it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's the main place. Uh, yeah, no, it's got links there to all your favorite podcast apps where you might find us. Well, hopefully all of them. If your favorite isn't there, let us know. It's not entirely up to us, but we'll do our best. Let us know, please. Somebody reach out to us. <laughs> we need help. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also add, uh, if your favorite isn't there, what on earth are you using? Like, No, I'm, I'm genuinely interested to know. Yeah. I want it, to hear from a single person that is using Google Podcasts. I want to hear from like people that are like, oh, yeah, I live in Venezuela and I use this very specific podcasting app. Yeah. I love that um, sort of shit. Tell me about it. Yeah. It's, it's only really big in Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. It's called We're Really Hungry Podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, it's not a great place right now. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, is there anything else? I think that's it. It's I think that's it too. Look, man, lockdown five, mm. electric boogaloo, my brain. Mm. Anyway. Wait, what is what is the Fast and the Furious five? What's I was trying called? to do that before as well. I think it's fast. It's just fast five. Yeah. It is just called fast five. I love that because then F9 is just called F9. Yeah. Like, what does that do if you press it? Right now, do you want me to try yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It might actually, because I'm using new recording software this week, it might actually break something. I think it's quick save. <laughs> I think it's quick, quick, quick load. Uh, I don't want to test it. It is. It's quick load on uh, uh, Bethesda games. Oh, right. Yes. Fuck, I'm fun. <laughs> oh, I think that pretty much uh, craps do. it up. Um, this has been um, slowly careening towards the ground. Uh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Set me on fire. I'm ready I, to die. Do you think anyone listens to these? Because, <laughs> like, mm. surely some people listen to this and they're like, they do really want someone to reach out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's every episode is a cry for help. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll just 
nah don't worry about it maybe the guy who does the aussie beer pods has to listen to it as part of his like market research competitive yeah. research yeah. he listens to it every week and he's just like the fucking hell am i listening to yeah this is Actually, what i'm up against we need to um get in touch we need to leave a little message for him and be like aussie beer pods if you're listening to this yeah oh, we should have done that or we do it yeah. now see if they listen all the way to the end i don't think he i don't think anyone listens all the way to aussie the end. beer pods if you're listening we're coming for you we are going to be the shittest beer podcast in Australia. Yeah, I love the fact that we're currently losing to a podcast that no longer exists. <laughs> that is on hiatus. Yeah, that makes me just so unbelievably happy. <laughs> yes. It, it's it's indicative <laughs> of the, the podcast that we've become. I mean, yeah, like our entire ethos is half-remembered stories, essentially. <laughs> Why does this sound like Fuck um, research. something on a fantasy novel? It's like a half-remembered story from a forgotten age. No, it's from 2003. They only decommissioned it then. No, no, a half-remembered story. <laughs> from a time before time. No, it was like 18 <laughs> years ago, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was post-Y2K. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, we did that episode. Yeah, we did, yeah. Uh, uh, so this I, was what, technically post-Y2K. What, what I always want to do is set up like a timeline of like history and like where our episodes fall. That would be really fun. It would. Can we be fucked? No. Are you kidding? 